welcome to our Easter Sunday service. This service, we're going to be looking at Christ's resurrection and really what it means to us today. We're going to begin in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and I'm going to be reading in verses 20 through 22. I've missed giving a scripture reference on Friday. I'm sorry, the boys must have been thinking, what is it? <laughs> Where are you? Uh, it's on YouTube, so if, if you watch that, it'll be there. Okay, I, I do apologize for that. I will try to give you all the references as I go. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 20, the apostle Paul is writing and he says, but now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. Verse 21, for since by man came death, by man, capital M, also came the resurrection of the dead. Hallelujah. Adam brought death, Jesus Christ brought resurrection life. Amen? And verse 22, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be, ma shall be made alive. I want you to see that little phrase, even so. You know, when you, see, when you see that little phrase, even so, it's saying just as much as everybody died in Adam, just as much as that happened, the same is true on the other side. In Christ, we're all made alive. There's, no, no, there's nobody hanging around half alive. <laughs> you may feel that way, but in Christ, you are fully alive. Amen? And we need to live that kind of full life, family. Praise God. In other words, because Jesus Christ was resurrected from the dead, we too will be resurrected from the dead into newness of life. We're going to receive a resurrection body as well, by the way. Amen. Some of us are really waiting for that. Okay. <laughs> as to the details of Christ's resurrection, that is found in Hebrews chapter 1, where it says in verses 6 through 12, And again, when He, this is God, brings the firstborn, referring to Jesus Christ, into the world, He says, Let all God's angels worship Him. I think that is really significant because it tells us that there was a time when Jesus Christ, remember I, I, I mentioned to you in, in the Easter Friday service, remember when he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He had to let go of his deity in order to become a man to die. When he did that, the angels no longer could do anything about it. They backed, you know, right up to that point, he could have said, deliver me now, and that would have been the end. They would have taken it, especially with those people saying, well, let's just see, he's calling for, let's see if Elijah comes and delivers him. He didn't need Elijah. There was Michael the archangel standing there with a very big sword. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. And like I said to you, you know, before, it, it, we really need to acknowledge how much Jesus Christ said no to in order to do what he did for us. You know, it's so easy when it's just there and you can just reach out and take it, especially when you're suffering that much and deliverance is at hand. Isn't that what we're always asking God for when we're going through something? Deliver us now. Like, now, now. <laughs> you know? Amen? And you know, we don't want to wait a second. Jesus endured all of that. And it wasn't, you know, when he died, it wasn't he, that he was going to a better place. That's the hope we have. It wasn't what he had. It was going to, literally from the frying pan into the fire, literally, because <laughs> hell's fire, you know what I'm trying to say? I mean, that was just getting from bad to worse, all for us. Are you all with me? Amen? And I just really, we need to understand that had to happen. And because that happened, now God is reinstating his deity back to him. That's why this is so powerful. 
Amen? And so again, he says here, let all God's angels worship him. What is the significance of that as well? Lucifer is an angel. All of the demons are fallen angels. Amen? They were all made by God. They don't all serve God anymore, but they were all made by him. Do you all hear you see what I'm saying? Amen? Verse 7. Hebrews 1.7, of the angels, he says, he makes his angels winds and his servants flames of fire. Verse 8, but of the Son, he, that's God the Father again, says, your throne. Listen now, this is God the Father speaking. He says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. See, the restoration is happening. And the righteous scepter is the righteous, uh, is the scepter of your kingdom. Verse 9, now, so he's... Not only his deity has been restored, but his kingdom has been restored. Amen. Right, let's keep going. Verse 9. He says, you have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. We see a lot of that in his earthly ministry. Okay, we don't know what happened in heaven, but we could see it in his earthly ministry. He loved righteousness. He hated wickedness. That's why he was at odds with the Pharisees all the time. Because there were wicked people, a lot of them. Not all of them. But there was a bunch of them that weren't good, <laughs> okay? Nicodemus was a good person, but there wasn't a lot like him. Amen. All right. And he, he, he says here, again, that you loved righteousness, hated wickedness. And, you know, part of righteousness is mercy as well. He did what was right. Amen. Regardless of what situation that they were facing, he would always bless people. He would always look after people. The man at, you know, the, the, uh, the pool of Bethesda. You know, who had nobody to help him into the pool to get healed. Jesus healed him. And we know he was a bad person. You know, he went and told on Jesus not long after that. Yeah, spineless. Man. Anyway, okay. <laughs> not like the blind guy. I mean, he was, uh, oh, and I don't have time to preach on that. Anyway, but, but then, you know, the woman taking adultery, same thing. You know, everybody wants to throw th rocks at her. But righteousness said, don't do that. That's not right. Amen. And so he just turns everybody away, looks at her and says, anybody here still accusing you? And she goes, no, Lord. He goes, I'm not either, and I'm the only one qualified to do it. He said, anyone without sin, he was without sin. Amen. Isn't that beautiful? That's righteousness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. Verse 10. And in the beginning, Lord, you founded the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. Isn't this interesting? That God the Father is recognizing Jesus Christ as the creator. I think that is significant. Verse 11. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like clothing. Like a cloak, you will roll them up. And like clothing, they will be changed. But you are the same. And your years will never end. Wow. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We sang that today, right? Almost. Okay. <laughs> well, we sing that often enough. You should know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you know, this church, we sing, we, we sing scripture. We don't sing songs. Do you understand? We sing scripture. So if you ever need scripture, start singing one of these things, and you got scripture. And you're, in fact, meditating. And that will do amazing things for you. All right. 
So with these words, again, God the Father restored Jesus Christ's divinity, and he says uh, he was once again God Almighty. And what's incredible is it took place in hell. In the middle of the devil and demons and everything that was going on down there, this happened. Can you just imagine what they were thinking? What is this? Light came into darkness. Light invaded darkness. And John says the darkness couldn't comprehend it. It had no defense against it. Interesting how the Apostle John, that's why I love the writings of the Apostle John. He comes from a whole heavenly perspective, man. Everything he says has so much relevance and there's so much insight. We miss a lot of that stuff. We really do. This is what he means when he said, and then the darkness could not comprehend it. Amen. This is a very bad day for the devil. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And uh, what follows is a humiliating defeat of epic proportions. Can I say that? With Jesus Christ overcoming all of the devil's might. And we see some of this described in Ephesians 6.12 as being, you know, principalities and powers and rulers of darkness. And remember, wickedness in heavenly places, all of that stuff. And the Apostle Paul going on to say in Colossians 2.15, and having spoiled principalities and powers, I mean, he beat them down. Okay? He made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Some people have applied this to the cross I don't think the cross actually shows that. That is really silly and that's really stretching things to fit your religion. Not reality, <laughs> okay? Listen, man, anybody looking at the cross could see that was a defeat there in a sense. He died. He didn't come off the cross. He didn't float off. Could have, but he didn't, okay? If he did that, it would have been an incredible thing. But he had to go pay a price. Oh, he was going to come back alive, but not just yet. Amen. And not from there. Amen. That's what was involved in Jesus Christ's resurrection and what took place before the events of Matthew 28. Where it then goes in to say, and now we pick up here in verses 1 through 6. Now after the Sabbath, I mean Matthew 28, 1, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. They came to anoint the Lord's body. This is what they do. They brought spices and so on and so forth. And we find all of this uh, in Mark 16, 1 and Luke 24, 1. And it says in Matthew 28 and verse 2, and it says, Behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven. See, whenever something from heaven comes, things shake down here. They literally come and shake things up. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Amen. They are, they are the original movers and shakers. You know what I'm trying to say? Okay, amen. Hallelujah. And it, it says, an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. Notice nobody came out. He came, he rolled back the stone, and I, I love this. The earth shakes. All these amazing things happen as this angel descends. What does he do? Rolls the stone and sits on it. You go, that's it? There's not sort of a great, no, that's it. You're just rolling it and sitting on it. This is interesting. See the power and the might under control. He didn't come to make a great display. He could have done stuff. He didn't. His job was to move the stone, sit on it. So, okay, that's all we're doing today. <laughs> okay. These are the, it's, I, I think it's almost like this in our life. You know, your angel, you are going through something and your angel descends and everything in the spirit realm is shaking. And the only problem is, so are you. 
And the angel's going, why are you afraid? I'm here. Amen. Say something, I'll do something. We can get rid of this mess in a second if you just open your mouth. And say something constructive. Not, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. I can't do anything with that. Amen? Amen. I hope this just echoes on the inside of you next time you're in trouble. Pastor said, don't say bad stuff. <laughs> 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 I lost my place. Okay. Uh, set on it. Yes, verse 3. Matthew 28, 3. His countenance or his appearance was like lightning. Can you believe this? Do you all understand lightning isn't just a light on? You all seen lightning? Okay, it moves. You know, it's not static. I want you to get this because something is going on here. This is like Avengers, man. This is incredible stuff going on here. The earth shakes. This guy comes on. He sits on the rock. And you look at him and it's like, whoa, I need glasses. Oh, sunnies, you know? Okay, all right. Get, take all this in. And his clothing was as white as snow. Verse 4. And the gods shook for fear of him. These are trained military, you know, battalion guards. You know, they've, they've conquered half the known world. And this thing comes down and they're freaking out. We ain't never seen anything like this. We have been in all kinds of battles. Seen all kinds of things that the enemy has done to try and frighten us. Well, we got through all of that without a problem. And now this happens. Do you know what? Get this. What heaven has to offer, the earth has absolutely no defense against. Amen. No matter how much they look at you and bark at you, wait for one angel to come and show himself. They'll be whimpering and walking off in a mess. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> and he says, the God shook for fear of him and became like dead men. They were motionless, powerless. Okay, they were just on the ground. Verse 5. But the angel answered and said to the women... Please note that the angel didn't say this to the guards. Did you get that? He, it says, the angel answered and said to the women, do not be afraid. You, the rest of you, be afraid. Be very, very afraid. That's me, my addition, okay? <laughs> get this. When they turn up in all of their majesty, they're letting you know, you don't, this is not for you. Actually, it's kind of for you. This, we are here for you. We're here on your behalf. We are against them. <laughs> they have a problem with you? We'll take care of it. Not that they are in, the, you know, in a position to do anything right now. I wonder how many of them went home with wet robes from the waist down. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, does this something like this happen? Ah, it's not without consequence. Now, anyway, let's move on. <laughs> He says, do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. Isn't this brilliant? He's, they are acknowledging that he was crucified. He didn't just go to sleep or anything. He was crucified. He died. Okay? And he says here, verse 6, he is not here, for he is risen. And he, and he said, come, see the place where the Lord lay. So where's the Lord? Not here. Did the angel move the stone for him to get out? No, he moved the stone for them to get in. See, Jesus could have left. Nobody knows because the stone is in the way. Amen. Remember, he is the king of kings, the Lord of lords. He is the captain of all the angels. 
They're like, oh, he's back. <laughs> he's back. Okay. <laughs> We're back to work again on his behalf. Because I think, you know, this is my personal opinion. I just think they were chomping at the bit trying to get to him at the cross. I think there was any angel, if anybody dropped a feather, I think they would have just gone and done it. Just got him off the cross and just stopped the whole thing. He was their hero, not just their creator. He was their friend. You don't think he had conversations with them? See, we miss all of this. We think they're just these things that kind of fly around and do nothing, you know? They all have personalities. We all know uh, Gabriel has a personality. When Zacharias was giving him lip, he said, you know what, enough, shut up. <laughs> he said, I'm not going to talk until this all comes through. We were having a day there. Okay. God goes, what happened? Don't even ask. <laughs> Let's put it this way. He won't have nothing to say about this for a while. Okay. What about Mary? Oh, she was a sweetheart. She just said, you know, let it be according to thy will. But that guy, never mind. Okay. <laughs> Come on. You need to know that they are watching you. And they do respond to your positive or negative remarks, attitudes, comments, everything. Amen? Okay, so this immediately tells us the angel didn't roll the stone away again for Jesus to get out, but they did it so that the women could get in, see what happened. And also remember the disciples need to get in as well. And, and let them know that Christ had truly risen. Amen? So it continues on in verse 7 with the angel saying, Again, only to the women, go quickly and tell his disciples, I mean Matthew 28, 7, that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. Can I just make mention? As much as we understand the women heard this and got this instruction, can I also uh, submit this to your thinking? So did all the guards. They're going to lie about this later on. They're going to take money and lie about something they saw happen. That they were powerless to stop do you all hear what i'm saying verse 8 so they that's the women went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples word why were they afraid because the earth shook i feel the earth shake. No. <laughs> okay the earth shook man things were happening they were freaking out but it, this is what's so interesting about us and our life in god so over the time, you know, things happen and we go, wow, God, and we're freaking out. And he goes, just, just settle down. And then we rejoice because he says, it's all okay, I'm taking care of it. So we're rejoicing while our knees are shaking. Not that we're in fear because, you know, it's just residual shaking. That's what I call it anyway. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so it says here, uh, and as they went, verse 9, as and as they went to tell his disciples, behold, I'm in verse 9, Jesus met them, as the women, saying, rejoice. I think that is key. Notice the first thing that Jesus says is rejoice. And that's what I say to you today. Resurrection Sunday is about rejoicing. If you do nothing else, please rejoice. Amen. Whatever situation that you're in, there is a miracle waiting for you. Amen. So they came and held him by, his, by the feet and worshipped him. 
Verse 10, then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Interesting, isn't it? I think it's relevant here that first the angel says, don't be afraid. Because very powerful things are happening. And then Jesus says the same thing, don't be afraid. It tells me something that he wouldn't say that unless they were afraid. Amen? Sometimes when supernatural things are happening, we freak out a little bit. And the first thing that God will always say to you is just settle down. Don't be afraid. It's me. Amen? Amen. Following this, verses 11 through 15, it says, Now while they were going, behold, some of the guard came into the city and reported to the chief priests. I, notice also it says some of the guard. I think all the other guys just went home. I, <laughs> can I be real with you? You know, they experienced something that just freaked them out. They couldn't do anything about it. They saw things they had never seen before. I think the angel probably disappeared as well because he didn't need to stay there anymore. He'd done his job. And I just think they, I, I honestly believe some of the guards probably got up and said, this is bigger than us. We're leaving this alone. I want to live to see another day. See you. Bye. But there's always those little guys, you know, and just, 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 I want to say words that are not sanctified. Their lips and somebody else's behind are very close together. Knit together. Okay? <laughs> okay? I'm saying it as nice as I can. I reckon it was these ones. You know, they're always going and telling on, you know, I'm going to tell on you. You know one of those ones? Okay, I reckon it's some of those ones. Some guards, I want you to notice, not all of them. Not all of them. Get it? I reckon some of them got saved that day. They probably thought, wow, this is something incredible going on. Because they heard that Jesus had risen. Remember the angel is speaking. He's not here. He is risen. And I reckon some of those gods thought, wow, this is, this is incredible. We're, we're changing religions today. Thank you very much. See you later. Bye. But there are others that didn't. And look at what, they, what happened to them. So we can't condemn all the gods, okay? All right. So it says, some of the gods came to the city, reported to the chief priests all the things that had happened, and verse 12, when they had assembled with the elders and consulted together, they gave a large, this is their uh, solution to what is going on. They didn't gather together and say, boys, we made a mistake. We need to repent. And we need to let everybody know that he was the Christ. He was the Messiah. We did a naughty. And if we confess our sin, he will forgive us. But they didn't. And it says here, they gave a large sum of money to the soldiers. And notice it's not all the soldiers. Some. Okay, please take note. A few soldiers are getting paid off. All right. Saying, tell them his disciples came at night and stole him away while we slept. As if they're going to sleep. Do you know you sleep on guard duty and it is your life? Which is the reason why they go on to say in verse 14, And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will appease him and make you secure. They are still lying. These people can't not lie. You know how do you know they're lying? Their mouth is moving. <laughs> okay? You know? It's one of those things. These guys are just lying all the time. They don't know how to tell the truth anymore. Which is why Jesus said, you are of your father, the devil. He was a liar from the beginning. He said, in fact, he said the truth is not even in him. Do you understand what that means? It means every time you open your mouth, you're lying. You, there's no truth in you. 
You know, sometimes we, 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 we might say something untruthful, but for a good reason. I want to give you an example, but I might get myself in trouble. And, <laughs> but, you know, there are times when, you know, you see something the way it is, but you want to look beyond it. There are levels of truth, family. There are outward truths and there are inward truths. Always look for the inward truth. Jesus always did. Amen? Amen. Okay. And it says, if this comes to the governor's ears, as if they have any pull with the Roman government. Are you all with me? They have no pull. They, they think they do. They don't. This is the deception that they live under. And they're telling the guard, if the Roman governor who works for the Roman government gets you in trouble, we'll tell him something. Don't worry about it. Can I say this? 40 years from this day, the Roman government, this is how much power these guys actually had, is going to come and say, you know what? Forget all of you. We're burning down your temple and shutting all this down. Because they just got sick of them doing stuff like this. Amen. Really showed them where they were at. Okay. Verse 15. So they took the money. I reckon these guys took the money because they wanted the money. They didn't care about religion. They just wanted money. Okay. They took the money and did as they were instructed. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. In other words, the entire Jewish faith is based on a lie. Wow. Isn't that incredible? All because of a handful of corrupt soldiers and this chief priest, who are probably in hell, sorely regretting their actions. Just as Jesus said, Luke 13, 28, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and yourselves thrust out. Notice they were thrust out. They didn't want to go willingly. They, we would say they got kicked out. Amen? Let's move on. Verse 16, I'm almost done. Then the 11 disciples, no, this is 11. Do this in there anymore, okay? You always want to read 12, don't you? <laughs> then the 11 disciples <laughs> went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. Verse 17, when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. Now I want you to notice some doubted. Thomas wasn't the only one that doubted initially. Thomas is the only one that persisted in his doubt. Can I say this to you? It's okay to doubt, but don't persist in it. Amen? And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. I want you to notice the first words he says to them. Do you understand this was one of the major reasons Jesus came, was to take back the authority that was stolen from us? And he said, once I did this, he said, All authority. Notice he didn't say some of it. Most of it, the better part of it, the stuff that you just need, <laughs> okay? These are the things we read into it. Please don't. It says all authority. Amen? He says all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. And, he, and, and, and I want you to notice, I, I, I want to I I go into verse 19, but I want to make this point. There were, I believe there were a couple of major reasons that Jesus came. One of them was to get our authority back. But there was another reason. We find that in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8. And I'd like to bring this out at this point as well. The Apostle John says in the latter half of verse 8, For this purpose, notice, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. He came. Okay? That he might destroy the works of the devil. 
So he came to do two things, I believe, primarily that we see here. Number one, to get our authority back. And number two, to take down the thing that took us, took us down in the beginning. And destroy everything. That he had any hold over our life, he just wanted to get rid of it. Amen? And he healed them all. He kept restoring and just hallelujah. Verse 19. And now he goes and issued this command. He says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Please notice no water is involved. I want, <laughs> I want to make this point, and let me just say this right now. Baptism is about, isn't about getting wet, which is fine. Don't get me wrong. It's a good thing. If, if you need to be baptized by water, I love it. I'll do it for you. I'm good with that. Okay? But like the thief on the cross, he didn't have the opportunity. Remember that dude? He just he was hanging there, and he goes, well, if it rains, you're in, uh, if it doesn't, you're in trouble. Okay? <laughs> okay? But understand something. That is for us. Praise God. Just like a wedding ring is for us. But we all insist on it. Most of us. Okay? All right? Okay? Because we want to know that we're, we're married. Amen? So to speak. And that, that's a Western tradition. It's not a God thing. It's just a tradition. Anyway. Understand something. That this, that the reason I'm bringing this out is because I want you to notice what it says here. Notice it says that baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. And of the Holy Spirit. Acts 2, verses 1 through 4, And when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. I'm just quickly reading this. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, as of a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one set upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. That's the baptism. Amen? That's the one you want. Hallelujah. Because that's power from on high. Amen. Verse 20. Because then you can do all of these things. Teaching them to observe all things. I mean Matthew 28, 20. That I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. Even to the end of the age. Hallelujah. Praise God. You can't observe all things if you don't have the power of the Spirit working in and through you. I know you have a lot of willpower. But <laughs> it only goes so far. Because you are up against the power of darkness. Amen? And that's a, a power you can't see. So you need this. Hallelujah. At this time he returns to heaven and takes his rightful place as God once again. Which Stephen gets actually to see in the last moments of his life. And this is found in Acts 7 and verse 56. He says, look, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of God. Hallelujah. In addition to this, even the Apostle John is going to see Christ in all of his glory and splendor and say in Revelation chapter 1, I'm reading verses uh, 13 through 18 very quickly. It says, And standing in the middle of the lampstands was the Son of Man. He was wearing a long robe with a gold sash across his chest. This is how he looks now. He's not still hanging on the cross. Can we change our image? Okay. His head and his hair were white like wool, his, as white as snow. His eyes were bright like flames of fire. His, he, his feet were as bright as bronze refined in a furnace. And his voice thundered like mighty ocean waves. Remember, he is the word of God. Okay. Verse 16. He held seven stars in his right hand, and a sharp two-edged sword came from his mouth. And his face was as bright as the sun in all its brilliance. That's, that's, when you're looking at the sun directly, that's what it looks like. Amen? When I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, but he laid his right hand on me and said, don't be afraid. 
I am the first and the last. I am the living one who died. Do you see that? He died, family. Out of his own mouth, he tells us that he died. But he says, look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and the grave. Amen? This is who we serve and who we call Lord. What's more, this is the one who lives on the inside of each and every one of us. Amen. This is the picture you need to have. Amen? That's the reason the Apostle John said in 1 John 5, 4 and 5, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And he says, this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. You need to believe this. He says, who is he that overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. That's the doorway in. Amen? Added to this, Ephesians 2, 6, the Apostle Paul said that God has raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ. So not only did Jesus, was Jesus resurrected and is seated at the right hand of God, but we are seated with him in, at the right hand of God, in him. Amen? Hallelujah. That's why the Apostle John says, and we conclude with the scripture in uh, 1 John 3 and verse 1, Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called the children of God. Hallelujah. Amen? That's the miracle. That's what it took to get this miracle. Amen. This is what Resurrection Sunday is all about and why we celebrate Easter. Hallelujah. Let's just praise God and thank Him, Father. We just thank You.